Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner 3 days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well, hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to the Raptors of Everything podcast. I'm Yos Wen Lu. Um, joining me to answer Twitter questions. A tradition like many others, quite honestly, this is a very common podcasting trope, is uh, fellow co-host Josh Hart and uh, fellow, uh, what's our team name in, in XTSC? Screwdriver this Sport. Screwdriver Sport. Named after um, Matt once showed up at a party with uh, vodka and Gatorade. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> you call it the Screwdriver Sport, and that's the name of our team. Undefeated. Yep. For first game of the season. We had a great game today. Yeah, I got. I mean, great game is is maybe stretching it too far. I mean, I think great game is what we've been seeing in the Euros. This is not the same level of football. No dives. There were no dives. No, no diving, <laughs> man. I mean, as much as I want to root for Raheem Sterling, like diving against this Denmark team in that fashion. Uh, I mean, look, it gets the job done, <laughs> but uh, that's tough. That's tough. Um, I feel bad for Denmark, but uh, they were probably going to lose anyway. Um, no, I mean this this level of football was 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 quite a bit lower. It, it was a very very small pitch. Like to be honest, I could maybe probably make ten sprints in the game if the pitch is that small and get back because yeah. it's honestly like twenty meters, maybe thirty meters at most, um, and six aside as well. But uh, yeah, a nice five nil victory to uh, to start off our campaign. And um, yeah, no one wants to hear about this. So let's answer Twitter questions. We have. 66 Twitter questions. We are not going to get to all of them, so we apologize in advance. Um, but we will try to get to as many as possible. But before we start, actually, um, courtesy of our friend Jessica, we wanted to shout out Dr. Jeff Powis. Dr. Um, Jeff, thank you for listening to Will's podcasts. Well, we, thank don't, you we, for the- we don't know that portion. We just know that he's a follower on Twitter. But Jessica was very... Uh, complimentary and said he's not taken a day off since the start of the pandemic working as many uh doctors are obviously around the clock to get us through this uh hellscape so shout out jeff um yeah, salute yeah 
All right, let, let's get to let's get the Twitter questions. You know, we can't just only play cloud games. We gotta actually do something work wise. Um, let's start. Do you want to start positive or negative? What did it be negative about? Oh, Masai uh, and you know Tad Raptor stuff. Yes, I don't know. Yes. Uh, let's start positive. Okay, I'm in a good mood. We won five nothing. Yes. Okay. Good. Um. Let's start positive. I'm having to scroll quite a bit. I feel like I'm, da- I'm tap dancing at this point. Um, <laughs> why are people so negative? Wow, this is this is tough. Uh, okay, let's start with this from Steven. This is neutral. Um, is is OG more important to the Raptors' future than Pascal? Does he have a higher ceiling as a two way player? What's the dream scenario in the draft? Mobley falling to four. Let's let's just address the first half of this one. Is OG more important to the Raptors' future than Pascal? Um, no, no. Well, no, because OG, and I don't, I hate the like asset talk, but I don't think that OG is on a path to be as valuable an asset to our organization as Pascal was like the first six weeks of the 2020 or 2019 20 campaign. Like Pascal at the gate, right after signing that max contract, coming off the championship season, looking like an all NBA performer. I don't think we're ever going to see OG there. And because of that, Pascal, Pascal's a better player as well. Like it's OG's great and maybe he'll surprise us and, you know, become a more complete offensive player, um, develop a handle that makes him a threat. Those are bigger ifs, but right now and probably for the foreseeable future, Pascal is a bigger, better, brighter talent. Do you disagree? Um, no, I don't think so. I, I mean, I understand that some of the bloom has come off of Pascal's rose yeah. a little bit, but I, mean, I think honestly, at the same time, if you made OG play Pascal's role, gosh, could you he would also really struggle? And then we would just flip them around. Now, the difference is that um, Pascal is signed to a, a contract worth roughly thirty million, and OG's worth um, seventeen, eighteen. So yeah. that's a big difference in terms of flexibility. Um, and maybe in terms of ability, they're not as far off as we think, but I still think it's Pascal. I also think that like, which guy can you get more for in a trade? I still do think you can get more for, for Pascal than you, than you would for OG. Yeah. Um, just cause I could, I could see teams, especially like the Warriors, for example, they probably look at, okay, if we want to compete and complete this championship core, we need another piece, another score, another two way guy. They're probably looking at Pascal like that more so than OG, who probably be looked at more like the way teams looked at like at least at current at, in his in the current moment in terms of what he's shown, probably more like the way Portland looked at Robert Covington when they when they traded for him. Yeah, and not saying yeah, that OG is just going to be as good as Robert Covington, but kind of like in that kind of scenario of like, okay, he he's going to fit into our rotation, start for us, really play a big defensive role, or maybe even in the way that like Denver looked at uh, Aaron Gordon for their run. I think OG is better than both these guys, and especially with his potential, is going to be better than both these guys. Definitely a better shooter than both these guys. Although Rocco has improved in that front, um, but yeah, I, I still think that Pascal has that 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 sort of uh, star quality about him. And honestly, like Pascal has shown more um, in terms of what he can do and what he can't do. I mean, again, OG was hurt for the playoffs, so we didn't get to fully see what he could do there. But I mean, in that finals run, Pascal was hugely important. I mean. The way people are gassing up, like DeAndre Aiden. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, Pascal had a similar rise in yeah, the championship run. It is very, very, very similar. I was thinking about it yesterday after DeAndre Aiden, my um, West Indian king. Your guy, you, 
of my he's 19 ha- so he's half nigerian half jamaican is what i've actually yeah actually, his, mom's on the Jama- his mom's half jamaican half bahamian whatever he's from the west indies and i love him he's been so delightful to watch he's gonna he has such a great look his mm. like hair and facial hair great cheekbones he looks kind of like a player okay. from the 1980s like what a, what a scouting can, report by the way i thought you're gonna be like oh he's got like, a great left hand a, a, a good right hook no, or something like when i look at him i can i can imagine like him on a on a like uh, a, a basketball card that my brother would have in a in like a binder in our parents house wow i just he's a delight to watch um it makes you excited like i don't know like guys who can like rim running rebounding like it's just what you want to watch in a big man today and he i don't know i i've been it's been a delight to watch him and uh sons in five in five sons i don't know five. man the bucks didn't look that far behind of me i don't i don't sons think that i don't think the Gian, i think the Giannis. It's one thing to come back after a week off. Mm. It's another thing to play every other day. And okay, like, what, if, what do you think he looks like on? What do they play Saturday, Sunday, Saturday? Like, what do you think he looks like on Saturday after another like a trip, or it would be Sunday? Mm-hmm. It would be Sunday because they travel. That's where I start to worry about Giannis because yeah, it's great that he was able to return. It is genuinely impressive. It's tough to play a lot of basketball at, on a hyperextended knee, just even if you're Giannis. Yeah, um, we might have to shout out, the, you know, Doctor Powell's again. We got to ask him, like, <laughs> how, how how much cortisone can a, bo- a human body, like, humanly take? What's the what's like the <laughs> me- medical ethics on that front? That's probably the answer. Um, that, that was definitely the joke on the timeline. Was you know, Giannis was definitely hopped up on painkillers, which probably a lot of athletes are. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Also, it sucks that a, Saric got hurt. That was really a bummer. Yeah, I feel bad for him, man. Like, it's crazy that that's like yeah. a whole year, and yeah. also he's he's not like a huge rotation piece. But if Frank Kaminsky is the next guy, then that's not that bad. Although um, the Bucks bench is hilariously sad. So it's terrible. <laughs> it's I mean it's, you know, it, it campaign is the best player off the bench um, in the whole series. Um, which uh, still surprising <laughs> me, but you know it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, um, I guess to, to the original point, the circling yeah. back. Um, yeah, I, I still think it's Pascal. It really is because I do think you can get more in the trade for Pascal. Um, and I just think he has all like more. He's more coordinated, like offensively. Yeah. Um, the shooting, I think OG hasn't beat, but I still I think don't know. The overall Pascal's, Pascal's shot chart has looked bad like he's taking like shots that he's not good at Mm. like i know that because the role he has in the offense forced like he he's given up the shots that he maybe wants to take more of to og chris boucher um and doesn't get that corner three that i think he had working for a time uh it through the 2019 campaign um but yeah I, i would like pascal to get um more fun offense for him because everything he did last year looked like he didn't it wasn't his first option but he had to be that guy to have that job in the offense you think og's a better shooter than pascal yeah yeah i think og really improved the shooter this year i mean he was taking six threes a game and he made 40 percent, and it didn't really feel fluky um like i, I just thought I, I think og's really worked in his footwork 
Um, his his release looks a bit quicker, and you just know with Pascal, like he's more streaky in a way that OG doesn't really feel the same way. So, um, yeah, man, I'm really scrolling through these questions. There's not a lot of positive questions. What are people and, upset about the Raptors? Yeah, I mean, I just think people are antsy about this this question, which uh, 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 at least six or seven people have asked about what's going on with Masai. Um, Masai, we have to plan a birthday party. <laughs> what do you think? What, how do you think Masai's ducking uh, Larry Tannenbaum's calls? You think Larry? Oh, that's like, a good. That's a good question. Le- leaving messages on uh, Masai's phone, like. Hey Messiah, it's a it's a it's Larry T again. <laughs> Remember when we won the Larry OB and I didn't offer you a contract that summer? Um, you know, look, I've thought about it again, and uh, I, I probably should give you all the money in the world. So let me know um, if you want ownership stakes. You know, to go along with that birthday cake that's in that's at your front door right now. Um, which uh, you know, just uh, you know, just let me know. All right, thanks, Messiah. You know, like like it, how many messages do you think MLSC? from various people on that board have left on Masai's phone at this rate. I mean, the, the thing that I think unfortunately happened is the, they're, they're not calling his Lagos area code number. They need to go to a oh. convenience store no, they and need get, to get a phone card. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, so my goodness. Scratch off the label, scratch off the foil so that they can get in touch with him. But they, yeah. nobody, they, haven't, they haven't thought of it yet. They just keep trying to hit him yeah. up on a BlackBerry Messenger, and it's just, you no. know. He's it. back home. No, they got they they gotta they gotta do contract. They're definitely doing contract negotiations in WhatsApp voice notes. <laughs> <laughs> Masai turns on his phone and there's like a seven minute voice note, and you're like, oh come on. Not yeah, definitely gotta be in a WhatsApp group. But it's like Masai and all of his relatives, and it's yeah. like every you know immigrant family's WhatsApp group. Yeah, just people posting like pra- prayer chains. <laughs> Oh then like God. i remember like in my you know my family's group chat there was a, someone gave a eulogy at somebody that i'd never heard of his funeral rest in peace but i was like <laughs> what what is like why are you sending this to everybody like you know that most of us don't know who this is but it was very you know it was good it's pretty good eulogy no listen depending on how cultural uh depending on how ethnic you are in your life um your, your whatsapp gets increasingly more <laughs> hectic <laughs> Like for me, <laughs> for me, like I, I think so. I have a work phone in addition to my personal phone. Yeah, and I think the work phone has the same number as the last person who worked at Verizon. And I just keep getting messages from these like Indonesian people in the middle of the That's night awesome. with just prayers. And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know you. I'm not religious either, but I appreciate you. But this is not who you think it is. But I don't have the heart to tell them like, hey, this is no longer who you think it is. This is a big-headed Chinese guy who doesn't really <laughs> believe in this stuff, but I appreciate the energy you're sending to me, and I and maybe it is benefiting me down the line. So, in any case, Masai, yeah, I, we don't know. We we really don't know. What, the, the most tangible thing is we saw in the background of the NBA draft combine, which was in Chicago. Uh, Masai was sitting courtside with uh, Jeff Waltman, who used to be the GM of the Raptors uh, and is now heading up the Orlando Magic. Um, they were watching Jonathan Kaminga work out, who is definitely going to be going to the Magic at five. <laughs> Just a, a very athletic, no shooting forward. I mean, that sounds exactly like who um, who the Magic will be taking. Unless the Raptors draft him, in which case I'll be completely different and just say he's the next, uh, I don't know, 
Andre Godala or something. Uh, I, I, I don't yeah. believe that. But yeah, I mean, you know, that's the most tangible sighting we've had of Masai. We know he was in Chicago. We know he was scouting. Um, what's going on with his contract? I don't know. I really don't know. Um, it's kind of been in this ongoing situation. I feel like it was months ago when, for some reason, um, not for some reason, uh, I take that back. You know, at the, the, the Raptors reporters at the Toronto Sun um, do a really good job. Uh, but it, it, generally speaking, like when Larry Tannenbaum speaks, he's talking to somebody at the Sun. In any case, um, he I think he told someone at the Sun back in like May that like contract negotiations are starting and like, you know, like we're going to take care of him. And, and Larry T is generally very positive when he speaks um, yeah. about Masai. So, you know, that's all we can really go off of. Like, we don't really know specifically what Masai wants, um, but at least we know he's still working and he's still scouting. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's, I to me, I think I'm now of the opinion that Masai is staying um, I don't think that he would wait this close to the draft to, to not announce it. And I think what will happen is as he announces the, some of the other things that he wants to check off as a part of that agreement, get announced at the same time. Um, and I don't know what those things are, but that's kind of the way I think it will, will go. Like in part, I think Masai wants to announce that he's coming back and the team's returning to Toronto. And that is not done yet. That is not close to done yet i think that like uh M- mls um the soccer the tfc is on their way back to the city if i'm not mistaken but i don't think that um there are any plan there is no like silver said it on monday uh, that there are no plans for the toronto raptors to be back yet they're waiting on confirmation from lo- like local authorities i th- i imagine that we're gonna hear raptors returning to the city Masai coming back and then any of the other sort of large parts of the agreement that Masai wanted to accomplish announced kind of at the same time. That's mm-hmm. just, that's just me. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I, I think that's what it was. That sounds like in my brain, the way it'll work. Yeah. Which will be nice. You know, I mean, yeah, I, I'm sure Masai has a ton of demands. I think probably more than anything else, this is probably the most leverage he'll ever have in contract negotiations for himself. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, again, I, I go back to this idea that like MLSC is literally negotiating against the person they're going to pay to negotiate for them. So it's got to be a hell of a time. Like, I don't know even who know who's doing the negotiation specifically, um, yeah. but good luck. I, that's that's all. But I mean, look, I, I think at this point, like it, it's so late in the thing where if Masai wanted to go to another team, for example, you would think he would want to make the draft decision with yeah. that new team. You would think you want to make the fragrance a decision with a new team. And it's so late in the process that it feels very strange for him to go to any other team other than resigning with Toronto. That's that's what brings me solace. But yeah. I don't know. I feel probably the same anxiety um, as everyone else. Like I keep getting like, like obviously like, you know, I have Woj and Shams on, 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 on tweet alerts. And every single time I get a tweet alert, like there's like a 2% chance that I'm like, oh, my God. Is it is is it a Messiah thing? And it and it's never is. It's always some like oh you know the player you know Jalen Johnson from uh, SMU is uh, declaring himself for the 2021 draft. I'm like I don't know who this is. I don't care. Give me Messiah news, but um, announce Messiah. But yeah, it's uh it's unfortunate. But this is all we have. Is all we have. I mean, I I, I sneakily asked Bobby Webster about this while, during the. The, the, after the night of the lottery 
I, I asked him, um, you know, basically try to ask him, is Masai still working? You know, what's going on? I asked him, uh, is Masai going to take the same role that he's taken with the draft um, in the last, uh, the same approach as he has in the last few years? And he said, yes. Yeah. So that's, that's what we know. That's, Masai uh, back. I, I would feel a lot better. I really would feel a lot better. So um, we have to, we, we have to back Masai until it's backwards. That should be the hashtag. Yeah, I, okay, I agree with that. Let's do that. <laughs> uh, next question comes from. Where does it come from? Uh, man, people are really asking about Jama. Okay, all right, we, we'll we'll do that later. This is too early in the podcast for that. Uh, from from Team Jaden, Jaden, nineteen ninety eight. All right, uh, predict the starting lineup for next year. Um. Oh, I don't know. Probably it's probably going to be Suggs, Van Vliet, Ananobi, Siakam, Birch. That seems so unsexy. That, but that's what's, like what's unsexy you, about it. It's just like you like I don't know. It's, I feel like people have been. Uh, I've seen that graphic already on my timeline. Do, don't the people want something they've like? Yeah, we should do. You know, it'll be Van Vliet. Um, campaign. <laughs> we had campaign. We, we, <laughs> we missed our campaign. chance on campaign. Kawhi back somehow. Damn. Um, you know, some something exotic. No, I think that's probably it. I the Mobley thing. It seems like his stock's starting to rise too much, and it's bummed me out. For a minute there, it seemed like people were backing off. And you get you did that podcast. Um, the draft scout had backed off Mobley, but it seems like people are getting warmed up to him again. Yeah. They're just watching anything like, oh, yeah, it's nice to have a big who can like run at the rim, catch, like has a great catch radius, mm. um, is able to get like 20 rebounds. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if he's like at that level, but you know, you, know, you also don't know. I mean, these guys are so young. Uh, apparently, yeah. like Isaiah Mobley was doing some IG stories from, I don't know, I guess the Tampa of campus. So you would maybe assume, although I guess he's also a prospect, so maybe they just brought him in, but it feels a little odd. Maybe they brought his brother as well. And is that, where is Isaiah Mobile expected to go? Is he... Second round, I think. All right. Yeah. Bring him back. He could be, maybe he could we, be our Thanasis. He, he could be our Thanasis. Why not? Why not? You know, honestly, the bench, the, the Bucks bench is so bad and so bad for a finals team that I really see time, like legitimate calls in the timeline. By Bucks fans for Thanasis. It is in it's it's like yeah, it's horrible. They played Jeff D ten minutes. Yeah. With that, a straight face. Yeah. It wasn't like we're down bad, Jeff, go do something for us. It's like no, all right. It's the end of the second it's it's the it's middle of the second time. quarter. It's Teague time. It's two thousand twenty one. Jeff Teague. Yeah, yeah. Like I know. at least when you look at Tibbs and he has like he Tibbs has his guys. He yeah, has Derek yeah. Rose. He has uh he'd have Carlos Boozer if he could have him. He has yeah, Taj Gibson. Gibson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he has Taj. At least, like those those okay. guys can still play. They, Taj Gibson can still play. Jeff Teague, dog. I know. In an era of we like every point guard needs to be able to create their own offense, get past the first guy. Jeff Teague. And, and a playoff where <laughs> Reggie Jackson is legitimately looking excellent. Your <laughs> Jeff Teague is is on the floor, which is uh, and he's definitely not looking good. They should um, play. Uh, I mean, the Nigerian Jordan. Uh, Jordan Nawara. Yeah, he's. Yeah. I mean, still by Nawara. I don't. <laughs> I don't 
I don't think he's going to. I think he was by a, a, a Noir at one point because I, I believe <laughs> I saw him play at Kerr Hall in an exhibition game between Team Nigeria and, and, and Team Canada. Well, didn't he were, like. He played. He was good. He actually he went to good. Louisville, but he played like upstate New York high school basketball. Like I, he was yeah. a guy whose mixtapes I saw. He's he's good kid. Yeah. I, I remember saying I, I wanted to see him play in the first round because it meant that Bud had given up his like you know, being too regimented and just like throw, you know, a six, eight forward just to see what happens in mm. the first round. You you can try, but also like the Bobby Porter stuff. Like, what are you doing? Uh, it's, did it's, you I, see it's, what, that Bucks like, bench is bad. That, that's what, what Chris doing. Paul did in Houston should yeah. have scared you of putting Bobby Porter out on the court. Because but they, okay. Here's the issue with basketball is you need five players on the floor <laughs> and the Bucks have five players. Period. It's just unbelievable, man. And they've been one of the healthiest teams in the entire playoffs. That's like a huge reason why they're in the playoffs. Yeah. They're in the finals right now, and they still only have five guys. So it's, uh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're only missing Bryn Forbes. Which, by the way, shout out Kate. Uh, I don't know if Kate came up with this, but I wouldn't be surprised absolutely if Kate came up with this when she was like, "It's the first quarter, and they already have Jabuki on the floor," and I was dying. <laughs> I could not believe. I could not believe uh-huh. that. Ben Forbes is catching slander. This is what happens when oh, you think it's the finals. Like it, it's everybody can get it at this point. So. The thing, like the thing with the Raptors, like they didn't have a very deep bench, but everyone there was a like somebody that you can. There was no Jeff. Oh, we had a deep bench. What are you talking about? We like we didn't have we, we didn't brought surge like they, off the bench. You know how yeah, no, no, it's surge would be like, but they weren't yeah. playing like tons of guys. Like the Raptors no, we had we eight guys. There were eight guys, but all eight guys yeah. were very confident. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Teague. Mm-hmm. It's July. I don't know why we're playing basketball in July. Yeah, but yeah. anywho. Yeah. Jeff Teague, I mean, not, no district. No, Jeff Teague, you're pro. Very, you know, congratulations. But this is kind of unbelievable to see. Mm. Jeff, and then Drew Holiday's, like, whole bit was what happened. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, back to the original question was, <laughs> who's going to be the Raptors <laughs> starting five next season? I agree with you, except I think. Uh, if the Raptors take Suggs, um, I think they actually bring him off the bench. And you bring, I think you, you re-sign Gary and he starts. But just because, I, the more I'm looking really? at Gary, the more, yeah, I just think that if you take Kyle Lowry of the lineup, which most likely you are, Kyle shoots 10 threes a game. It's very hard to replace 10 threes a game. Yeah. And if there's one guy who's going to come who into the starting five and who's yeah. going to take 10 threes is going to be Gary Trent Jr. So I, I think that like that added bit of scoring is going to be more necessary just because I think, especially with a guy like Suggs, his shooting is at least, you know, based on what we've seen in college is not at the level where he's going to be that much of a threat. He's definitely more of a playmaker and he can do other things um, than, than Gary. But uh, yeah, I think Gary starts and and Suggs comes off the bench. And then that's one of those things where you reevaluate mid season. If can he beat Gary out of that position, if he can, that's probably where you start looking at maybe making some trades, um, you know, down the line from a position yeah. of uh, strength. So uh, next question comes from Dr. Shanti Fernando. Salute all the doctors out there. Um, is Ken Birch good enough to be a starting five or did he look better than he was because he was, we were a bit center desperate. I will admit I'm a fan of his. So we are definitely, we were more than a bit center desperate. Like uh, we're more like team Canada at the qualifying tournament center desperate, but we were very, very desperate. We were down horrendously. Um, if actually, matter of fact, I don't think we even had a Dwight Powell on our team. Yeah, we definitely didn't. So, you know what? Actually, before we answer this question, which is a great question, but 
what do you think is the best center Nick Nurse's coach this year is? This calendar year? Yeah. It's got to be Kem, but this that seems insane. Mm. Wait, no. I was like, wait. No, okay, let me, okay, let me give you the options, all right? So uh, <clears throat> from, from, from the, the Raptors side, yeah. you have Aaron Baines. Yeah. Alex Len. Uh, w- Wizards legend. I'm not even counting Chris Boucher. We know he's a power forward. Yeah. So he's, he doesn't count. Okay. Those are the two centers. Then Freddie Gillespie. Yeah. Cat Daddy. Cat Daddy Gillespie, as you nicknamed him, unfortunately. He did that, he did that one time in his life. You could tell because he wasn't looking that good at it. But um, Ken Birch. Then Dwight Powell. Then Anthony Bennett. Trey Lyles and Andrew Nicholson. That's crazy. Who do you? Th- <laughs> this is after a year where Nick Nurse had Marcus Saul, Marcus Saul, Serge, Serge Ibaka. Actually, two, two years he had two years he had him for two years. Two Hall of Fame and yeah, JV. Pretty- and don't forget, start of yeah. the 2018-19 season, the championship season, he had JV for like twenty-seven games, and he was a guaranteed fifteen points. I think Dwight Powell actually wins. Yeah, Dwight Powell might win. Yeah, he's. Yeah. You think Nick Nurse was like hugging Dwight Powell just randomly, and Dwight's like, "What's going on, man? You're right." And Nick's just like, "No, thank you. Just I just want to I mean, thank you." Yeah, it's it's impressive that Dwight Powell came back for Team Canada and seemed like he was gonna, you know, he was awesome. Go, I really like. Yeah, him. it's really great. Yeah. Too bad. What a shame. Yeah. So Ken Burch Are, is he who, good enough wait, to be starting you, five? Hmm? Yeah, I think what he's twenty eight, twenty nine this year. I think he'll have. A year or two of being a you know replacement level center, yeah. For like starting center, if you can upgrade, you look at it. If you yeah. don't, if you choose not to, you have a guy who clearly wants to give his all to the program and, and work really hard. So, mm. yeah, the Kemberg thing, I think I've like worked myself into it. Of yeah, it's like tough. I do think the idea if you have Kemberg coming off the bench, it's like. That is, then you're in a like pretty great position, mm-hmm. um, and you can even go like you know freaky like XL lineup like Nick Nurse used to trot out every now and again with Mark and Serge or even with um, Serge and JV like that would be cool. But I don't know, I don't know if he, I don't know, I don't know what the how desperately this team wants to bring in a big man. Like if yeah. Jared Allen's available, yeah, I think you go for it. Um, if not, you know, Collins is now earned the max salary that he was hoping to get. Yeah, but he's not really a center. No, I agree. Yeah. Um, okay, so Cam averaged 12, 12 yeah. points in 30 yeah. minutes per game in 19 uh, games with the Raptors. Uh, he shot 56% from the field, was okay from the free throw line. He's a career 69% shooter. Nice. Uh, 7.6 rebounds, two assists, 1.2 blocks. Honestly, that's kind of like average-ish for the thing. Can you do that over the course of the whole season? I mean, probably. Like, I, 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 I guess the track record is just because he hasn't done it previously in at other places. But I mean, the yeah. only other place he's played is in or is Orlando, who have not had good guard play in forever, and. They've had Nick Busevich, who's been the starting center. So, like, there wasn't the same opportunity. I'm not trying to, like, gas up Ken Birch in that same way. But I didn't really see what he was doing as that unsustainable. It wasn't like Ken Birch is coming in and banking, like, four. He got a lot of free Kyle Lowry. 
I mean, he did yeah. and he didn't though. Like, even, so Kyle didn't even play a lot of those games, and he was still effective. Like, he, you know, when he yeah. was, he had chemistry with Fred. I think he had chemistry with Pascal. OG got got him for a few dump off passes. Like, I think he could just play. Period. Yeah, um, you're talking me into it. He probably won Rico. He's a Hines little video. bit small, and oh, he's wait, a little yeah, he's bit weak small. on the glass. But that's he's it. pretty small. Don't wouldn't you love to get rebounds? This team. I would love to get rebounds, you know, like when I watched DeAndre Aiden like, and like, oh you my know, goodness, Don't everyone's, everyone's talking about the counting with like Giannis on the free throw line and, and, and every fan like counting like to 10 or whatever, like it's midnight um, at, on New Year's Eve. Um, it, my favorite thing counting from game one of the finals was Mike Green, every single rebound that DeAndre Aiden was getting. He's like, oh, 18, 19 rebounds for DeAndre Aiden in his first NBA finals game. And I'm like, Damn, this give me Pascal in, in the finals game one vibes. Um, yeah. So, yes, I would love a guy who can get 19 rebounds. And probably for Nick's sake, yes, I would like it for him too, just because, again, like Nick had a guy, Nick got beaten by a guy in Czech Republic who got 19 rebounds yeah. in a game. I've, I've never loved rebounds more than I than I do going into the next Raptors season. Mm. It's probably my favorite counting stat. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It's just when you see it, when like the – like what was the Raptors rebounding like high for a single game this season? It's probably Chris Boucher who had that 19 rebound. Oh yeah, that's true. He did have 19 rebounds. All right. Yeah. All right. Maybe Chris Boucher can do it. Mm. (laughs) Do what? Average shift. Like what? Like DeAndre Ayton over under 17 rebounds average these finals. I think I'd probably take the over. You that's yeah. I mean, he's maybe. gonna get. He's gonna get like five. <laughs> if the Bucks continue to miss every layup, then yes, I think so. Absolutely. Yeah, um, be a lot of chances. Um, next question. Uh, in a related note, if from from uh, TJ Pucker, uh, is Team Canada in the Olympics if they had Aaron Baines? And honestly, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> they might be. Yeah, they might be in the Olympics if Nick Nurse had. Kept Aaron Baines around in Tampa. How quickly do you think Aaron Baines left Tampa? Do you think it was like one of those like I was like oh you know like Aaron Baines just told his family like hey there's a tornado watch, uh, hurricane. Um, uh, now he was on the first Qantas smoking out of there. This honestly like he probably <laughs> took an Uber and it left. <laughs> he didn't even go to the airport. He just like he just hopped in an Uber and just put in like Australia. <laughs> He's like, drive me as close to Australia as possible and just leave me there. I'll pay whatever amount. I got to leave this place. It was unsatisfying. I, I, it, it was his uh, comment saying like, it was a very unsatisfactory season. Yeah. It made me sad. Only because, you know, mm-hmm. every, he, he he's, a good, he's yeah, a good guy. He's a good guy. The family man. He just had a kid. Another, I think another kid. You know, like. Wait, he had a kid since the one he had at the beginning of this season? I think he had a kid previous to that. I mean, yeah, I don't he had know, a kid right like before the season his, started. Like I know his family. I thought you were saying that he since the season had ended, he'd had oh, a no, kid no, like no. that. Clearly, he wasn't focused on the Raptors. If that's the case, but no. Wow. Nah, I mean, uh, yeah, but I actually do think Canada would have been Olympics if they had Aaron Baines. I'm not even kidding. If they had Aaron Baines coming off the bench instead of Andrew Nicholson, who look, I like Andrew Nicholson. He seemed a nice guy. Yeah. Apparently, he was a physics major, which is very cool to me. If you're if you're a star basketball player and yeah. you know how to you know like quantum physics at a high level at a university undergrad level, like I, I have a lot of respect for you. That's um, good. You know, and he's, you, you know, um, he was also dapping up all the Chinese players and like talking to the coach. And I'm like, 
I mean, that's very cool. But also, like, you know these people too well. That's not necessarily a good sign. Um, just it's just based on the level of play. But uh, yeah, that's that's not good. But yeah, I mean, he was he was he was terrible defensively. It was uh, it was, yeah, it was pretty really tough. To watch. It was really hard to watch. Um, so um, yeah, so they wouldn't be in the Olympics if they had Aaron Baines. Also, Olympic Aaron Baines different. Different. Putting that out there, that Olympic Aaron Baines is different. It's it's it, it's it's not the Aaron Baines that we see with the Raptors. So that's who are you backing? Who are you backing for the tournament now? For what tournament? The Olympic basketball tournament. Think, basketball uh, they're tournament. all done. They're all done. All the spots are claimed. I think. Uh, no, no. Who are you backing going into the Olympics? Oh, I mean, outside of Team USA, obviously. Yeah, that's what you I mean, Team USA is going to win. Period. We know that. It was really just a competition for a silver. So, what do you think? You think Kevin Durant's going to go crazy? It doesn't matter if he doesn't go. But crazy, do you think it's going to be Beal Kevin goes Durant? Crazy, like, yeah, I'm hoping that it's Beal Kevin Durant. Durant. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah no, that roster is, is nasty. Uh, I mean, Spain is always a great contender for it. Yeah. Um, I think. Honestly, from what I see, Czech Republic did really well in this tournament. I don't think they'll win. Um, yeah. I think, honestly, just because Slovenia has Luka Doncic, that's, that is a big factor. I mean, well, they can, yeah, they can will if, if, if they're they bracket, some tough teams to even get to the Olympics, right? And Luka played great in that, in that stretch. So, yeah, he's scary, obviously. I don't know if that's enough to get them to second over a team like Spain, but I probably still go Spain, quite honestly. Yeah, um, I wonder have the turn the tournament field set now. So what are the groups? Um Group A No, okay. Wait, wait. Group B Australia, Germany, Italy, Nigeria, C Argentina, Japan, Spain, Slovenia, mm-hmm. A um Czech Republic, USA, France, Iran. Yeah, I well, okay, Slovenia has Japan. I don't know what Argentina's team looks like these days. Spain Honestly, will be good. That'll be probably Luis Scola still. Still. <laughs> Gabriel <only>. Deck? <laughs> you don't know about Gabriel Deck? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Australia has a really good chance. And I, honestly, I'm really Australia rooting for Australia. Yeah, they have, a, they have a good group. Yeah, Australia's had a number of heartbreaks in international basketball. They've come very close to meddling, and, and that group is very good. No Ben Simmons, but, um, you know, Did Joe you see Ben Ingles, Simmons at Wimbledon? I did see Ben Simmons winning at Wimbledon. And this is why he doesn't what? need to work you on the jump shot. You can't tell him he needs to work on the jump shot because the shot's working. The shot clearly works. The shot works. is working. <laughs> the shot and, clearly you know, works. And, you know, I'm just – that again, like, there's just no – there's no need. <laughs> there's no need. Mm-hmm. Who needs to be any better at basketball? Why are players working so hard on a max contract? See, this is the, this is the capitalist <laughs> system. Get <laughs> <laughs> You pot. You physically can't make more money at that point. You just it's it's mandated. You can't make more money, and yet those people still work harder. So I respect Ben Simmons, who's uh, subverting capitalism. (laughs) That's uh, that's uh, that's my new angle. No, I mean good for Ben Simmons, man. Yeah. Sorry, Sahal. Oh, I was gonna say heartbroken for chunks, but uh, that's uh, that's that's. I guess you got to be on soccer Twitter to know that one. Yeah. Um. What else? Uh, what would you, would you entertain the rumor trade for around Siakam for Wiseman? I mean, first off, it's not Siakam for Wiseman, please. <laughs> That's so disrespectful. It's, it's Siakam <laughs> for Maple Jordan. Did you not see how good Andrew Wiggins was at the yeah. Olympic tournament? No, um, it's Siakam for the seventh pick, and seventh, maybe 14th pick, which, you know, 
I, I, I think they need to get more back, period. Yeah. I think that really makes Golden State whole, but I don't know specifically what that does for the Raptors. Do I love the seventh pick so much that I'm getting that? Do I love Wiseman that much? And look, listen, I've, I've, you know, I've watched more Wiseman tape uh, be, because of this trade. And, you know, I think there are things that you watch and you're like, okay, he can really do some things. You know, a bit of Hassan Whiteside, you know, itis, it, it just, just in a general impression, but still, like, I'm very, you know, he's young. You know, it, it, I don't want to, like, specifically say that, that that's what's going to happen. It's just a, like a, I don't know, a general first impression. But in any case, there's still talent there. But I, I just don't, I just think you need to get more. I think you need to get a centerpiece player back and i just don't see wiseman as that if wiseman were a more tangible prospect um or even showed more in his first year and and, you know his numbers don't even look that bad but you know you just think about the way that his coaches were talking about it, his teammates were talking about him uh, the defensive lapses um i I just think you just need a little bit more so i'm I'm still passing on that deal it's a conversation worth having maybe you rope in a third team you get a little bit more maybe some team really likes wiseman and they they give up another piece but I think you need to get – if you want to trade Siakam right now, you would need to get uh, like a head, a headline type of player, a younger player that you can sort of believe and build and, and, and sort of go around. Um, and then, you know, probably two picks, maybe a third pick. Yeah. If you're moving him, it's for top dollar Yeah, because he's a top dollar player. And if that happens, then you're just like – yeah, I, I don't think that you are – looking to sell low at all on, on Siakama, yeah. even, even despite the last two years um, not ending the way that you wanted. But I, I don't really I, – I wasn't really moved by Wiseman, even though – remember when he got disqualified um, from uh, – Yeah, why, would, why did he get disqualified again? I don't remember this. Um, his – Memphis's coach – they like help his family move oh to the God. the region. Yeah, it's all the I hate you know, same nonsense. NCAA, I, NCAA is so annoying with this stuff. Yeah. So his coach helped his family. Therefore, the player cannot play. Like, and then that coach went on to go coach at a uh, at Memphis. I think it was was it Hardaway? Like it was somebody. Yeah, Penny Hardaway. Oh, literally, Penny Hardaway. Who just got a wow. job in Boston? He's gonna be an assistant. Oh, I thought he was rumored for Orlando. I guess being an assistant May, I, in Boston is better. That's still better than coaching Orlando. <laughs> maybe I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that Penny Hardaway joined the staff in Boston. I hate this is, stuff. I really do. Like, I genuinely like despise this idea. Like, I really do because the NCAA really just wants to profit as much off the players as possible. And you might say, "Well, you know, okay, you open this up, like, like oh my god, you know, t- you know, coaches and." Teams could do whatever they want, and they'll be like essentially paying players. And it's like, yeah, that's fine. Pay the players, get help them move, or all this other stuff. Like help their families. Like you, everyone knows, first off, it's happening under the table. Everyone knows it's happening with the companies. Yeah, um, you know, from way earlier age than college. Like I'm talking about, yeah. like 12, 13 years, uh, you know, of age. You know, I'm sure shoe companies and like that are already calling and giving them a, whatever deals. So like. Dan Silva is just so backwards, man. To take away his, you know, his college year just based off this is just, yeah, it's annoying. It really is annoying to hear about. Dan Silva never is in the news for any good, good thing. <laughs> it's either this or like, oh man, they gave 
the the women's NCAA tournament, like you know, yeah, the, the, Motel, the Motel Six, like yeah, the Firefest uh, <laughs> combo. I was wrong. So it's Damon that's joining the Celtic staff, and Penny passed on the the Orlando Magic job. To say like Memphis is a pretty good program, oh, man, but it's, it's Memphis. Pass. Yeah, to pass on a head coaching job, head coaching job—that's pretty yikes. He said, "I'm good. I've already been. I've already been in Orlando long enough for one lifetime." Yeah, it's pretty wild. Orlando was not that exciting. I'm not gonna lie. Going to Orlando, I mean, again, I just would never, you know. I mean, you can't you, traveling to work, but yeah, you it can't wasn't wait great. to travel. Yeah. Like, uh, honestly, like the first night we got, the first day we got there. The the, the the uh my producer who I was traveling with Ahmed like he he went out to get he walked like twenty minutes to get subway so <laughs> I'm not saying that that's that was the only option but you know that was the option he came to and so although yes. there was some decent food that we found around there was like a nice little taco place or like a Colombian um place as well nice but you said you liked hanging out in the Deer District I, that's don't say that, please. I, I didn't like <laughs> hanging out in the Deer District, okay? I was not in the crowd with the Deer District. Please don't say this about me. That's not true. Um, the, honestly, there were some areas of Milwaukee that were kind of cool. Like, I, I enjoyed, like, walking uh, along the lake. Like, the fact that it's on Lake Michigan is really nice. There's like a, yeah. I went for, like, a late night walk and, like, you know, stumbled upon a beach, which was nice. I mean, not like a real beach, like a beach along the lake, like you know how can like you know how like Toronto has like Woodbine Beach. I guess even that is bigger than the beach that was on. That was more like the, you know, when you're like coming off like Parkside on Lakeshore and there's that like one little thin stretch of beach, that's like super yeah. artificial, yeah, yeah. like that. It's more like that, but it was nice. You know, I walked around. There were some parks. Some I guess some the, the Airbnb that we stayed at was like, um, I guess in the the suburbs, it was okay. Downtown was a little more shabby. I'm not gonna lie, but like I said, it's it's Hamilton on a different lake, and and I like Hamilton, you know. So yeah. Anyway, <laughs> enough about Milwaukee. I'm happy they're in the finals. Uh, not not really, but you know, I'm 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 happy that at least got the chance to uh, to. Enjoy I'm excited it. to see the the Bucks fans when the finals come to Milwaukee and uh, this weekend. Yeah, that'll be nice. Yeah, I mean, Deer District will be nice, man. I hope the guy who made. Uh, we're going bonkers is performing at halftime. I hope that your Uber driver that you had twice. Oh, he's definitely doing a lot of work. Yeah. I hope he well, I hope he's, you know, just Watching able to game. enjoy the games. He's he was a Bucks fan. He was a Bucks yeah. fan. Um yeah. Damn, I really gotta say Uber drive door twice. Um what other um questions that aren't specifically depressing? Um Okay, what are this from Arjun? We're at the point where basketball wise, I'll see if I see some good ones, I'll, I'll continue to ask basketball ones, but we're starting to get to like specifically not basketball ones. If you could recast any movie with Kyle Lowry in the lead role, what would it be? Uncut Gems does not count. Okay, first off, I'm not Alex. I don't need to cast Kyle Lowry in Uncut Gems. Okay, I've seen more than one movie, I've seen like at least five. Um, so yeah, what, what, what movie would you like to see Kyle Lowry cast in? Um, a movie that I think he could actually. Did you watch Soul, uh, the Pixar movie from no. Christmas time last year? No. Um, so Jamie Foxx voices a 
um, jazz uh, pianist who mm. on the way to his like dream gig has a near death experience and lo- in the time that he's unconscious learns a lot about himself and what makes him happy and and uh, transforms who he is in his in his, in his life and I think okay. is this like a Christmas miracle? Kind of. It's like I cried. Like I, I remember, okay. like, you know, in, in in my living room, you know, crying, weeping like a little child. I think that Kyle Lowry could really embody this role because he's somebody who clearly went through like a transformational time in his life and career, sort of a, a, as an addict, sort of became who he dreamed of um, from a from a from a more frustrated place than that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that would be pretty heartwarming. And Kyle Lowry. Um, has is like he's made me cry. Like when I've seen him do his job, it's brought tears to my eyes. Like seeing Kyle, when when the Raptors won Game Six, and he was like celebrating because going to the finals. Mm-hmm. I remember well, like also I was going to the finals in my heart, so I I shut it yeah, yeah. then. That would work. And then other than that, movies that I think. Um, did you ever watch? Um, are we there yet with Ice Cube? It's like his, yeah. like one of his kids' movies. Yeah, yeah. I think that I, I like, did watch that. Why am I so excited to say I watched that? But yes, I did. Kyle Lowry and his sons <laughs> recreating a big road trip movie. Yep, I that'd be that. pretty good. I yeah, because I could be into that. I think the key is to get Kyle and to tap into his grumpy side. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because there is a grumpiness about Kyle that is like, um, you know, in the same way that Al Pacino brings out like you know, intense energy into the roles that he, that he plays yeah. as the same role of being a mobster um, in the same way. Um, I think Kyle needs to be in a role where he's grumpy and like razzing in people and like clowning people and stuff. So I don't know what specific movie that would be, but um, yeah. Do you think Kyle Larry could be Chris Tucker in, in, in Rush Hour? Wow. I've really only seen one movie. Damn. This is unbelievable. As much as Alex has only seen Uncut Gems, I've only seen the Rush Hour movies. I don't think that Kyle Lowry, like Kyle Lowry's humor is too like him being a, like a dad. Like he's okay, not, yeah, fair enough, he's fair not, a, he, Kyle Lowry isn't a really irreverent guy. Like, Ky- yeah. I don't okay. know. Could Kyle That's Lowry fair. ever do the like massage parlor scene? There's no way. He, could well i mean didn't didn't wasn't the reports that he did that it's in rio anyway <laughs> no that wasn't kyle that wasn't kyle no, no lion kyle's name no that was that was, that was, a, that was jimmy butler only kyle Lowry's close personal friend who knows remember when the team usa stayed on a boat instead of that was just going insane. to hang out in brazil like yeah. hey man you have a free chance to go to brazil and like relax yeah. and chill i mean of course you're playing the olympics but like you know, like maybe hang out with people in Rio. I don't know. It sounds pretty great to be on Copacabana Beach. Like, you're just gonna stay in this boat, yeah. Except for this time where you guys go to this club. Like, all right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Who would Kyle Harry be? I'm thinking about like in my like favorite movies that I've like just come to the top of my mind like I, I love the movie Hitch like do you think Kyle could be in Hitch do you think he could be Hitch he's not that smooth he's not smooth enough he's not smooth enough yeah you're right he could maybe be Kevin role. James's character in Hitch no more he can he not, not quite Kevin but more Kevin James and Will Smith no yes dude. really yes I don't know man 
I see. I see. I don't. I can't see Kyle spilling mustard on his pants. Anyway, this is really at this point of the show. Um, <laughs> a, a basketball question. Let's get it back on track. Uh, Demar Derozan and Kyle Lowry in, in Los Angeles. Uh, would they want to sign a trade with us? Uh, they would have to sign a trade with us, to be honest, to, to get these yeah. guys the right amount of money. Um, and I, I was I actually just listening to this on the on the BS podcast on the on the bike ride home from from playing soccer. Um, yeah, I mean. It'd be cool. I think it's the, probably the, the the least that you know LeBron could do for these two is to to go back and win them a championship. Maybe get Dwayne Casey involved as well. <laughs> trade for JV midseason. Yeah, has to trade for JV midseason. Yeah, Patrick Patterson. Make sure he gets a game winning layup. <laughs> well, they did try that one time and uh, didn't always uh, go right. In any case. Um, I don't fully know how the Lakers are going to do this. They probably need to pull off sign and trades with both guys aren't the lakers capped out I mean, no with lakers with salary. no picks and yeah. like they guys would have to take a discount Schroeder. Schroeder's a free agent right they would have to yeah. use him in a sign and trade i think oh yeah you know yeah which i, I can, don't... really couldn't see the spurs wanting him uh, for tomorrow or or the raptors wanting schroeder that badly the Spurs used to have the thing with like we have a bunch of international players. They don't need a point guard, but oh, I forgot Schroeder is is. Uh, is, is you know, when was the last time you heard German. Kirby Kuhn pronounce Denny? I wouldn't even try it. Okay, so the Lakers, <laughs> yeah, no, it's come on, you know, he, he put some respect on Hubie's name. He's he's, he's no one who can replicate that accent. Um, okay, so the Lakers are at one hundred and ten million dollars. This is assuming that Montrez Harrell doesn't pick up his player option and they renounce a bunch of guys. I mean, they're going to keep Taylor Horn Tucker, the untradeable piece. So that's already 112 million. So, yeah, they would need to do some sort of weird sign and trades where, you know, they would need to get the Raptors to agree to like take Kyle Kuzma and, and, and KCP, which it'd be disgusting if they have AD LeBron, DeMar, and Kyle. <laughs> I, at this point, the Lakers are just trying to convince people to take KCP. It sounds like like those like anti drug ads that you used to see in like in high school. Like, hey man, this guy over here, he's a shady character. He's he's the Lakers. He, he wants to try to convince you to take KCP. <laughs> that's that's probably what Jalen Harris took. But um, in, in any case, no, that's not. That's oh not. God. I'm sorry. Oh I really God. wish the best for Jalen. Oh man. my goodness. This is going off the rails. Oh, no, I mean, I'm just saying, say no to yeah. KCP. As a, <laughs> say no to KCP. And he would be the best part of that trade. I actually do think KCP is a better player than Kyle Kuzma. Do you? No way. I saw Kyle KCP Kuzma? played really well in the finals. And yeah, I know he, he could shoot. He I know he well could in the guard. And but they I, have jer- I don't know They've jerked Kyle. around my main man, Carl Kuzma. <laughs> Who's main Carl man? Carl Kuzma. No, I think Kyle Kuzma is an okay player. I think that the, this, like, like Frank Vogel... I just isn't interested in like giving him an actual job because his role in 2019 and his role in 2020 were way too different. Mm. And I don't know what he is, but he is somewhere between the like sort of at times too high usage of the 2020 campaign. And this like, it's just give him a job and let him figure it out. It's, I don't know. It's it. No, I think that, I think that people are too low on, Carl Kuzma. Carl Kuzma. You don't. Do you not remember that? That um, uh, Charles called him Carl Kuzma, and then Shaq said, "You just called him Carl Kuzma." And you know, Charles Barkley, I didn't. Um, I can't do the accent that that one guy on Twitter can, who's nailed the uh, Charles Barkley draw. 
I don't. Carl, I don't, Carl Kuzma sounds pretty hilarious. I don't know. That sounds like an insult somehow. Kyle is not hard to say. <laughs> no, it's not at all. You, but do you think that uh, Demar and Kyle ever do? Do you think that they care to end up in the same place? Um, or is it just I don't people know. feel like I think, because I was reading rumors about them going to the Mavericks together? Like it just seems like people, you know. Mm. have like just they want to bring back all of their pictures of them being cute together which i mean the I vibes agree, are great with them. the vibes are great yeah. but i mean aside from that i mean look i think it'll work i mean it'll be great for the lakers if they can upgrade their backcourt to from yeah. what, to, the, <laughs> yes. whatever they had to kyle and and, and damar i mean those, yeah. those guys are great i just don't think they have enough to get both guys one of those guys who really want to go there sure but not both I hope it's tomorrow because I I think that the Lakers can be back. I hope it's tomorrow too. Kyle got a ring, you know. I I think Demar deserves one too, and maybe he. I mean, if you go into the Lakers, that would be great, and they'll have another guy who can actually slash and create. It doesn't always have to be LeBron, who looks like really annoyed all the time. Every time I hope hope to God that Anthony Davis is stretching. Right now, I hope Anthony Davis is stretching. Yeah, absolutely, man. Just get the resistance bands, (laughs) like you know. Just anything. You see, you see Fred's workout picks from the other day? No. What, what What's he doing? He's just he's posting them. Resistance bands, dribbling. You know, working out. It's good. It's it's July seventh, and Fred VanVleet's working out. I feel good about that. That's, that's nice. He's posting the workout pick on Instagram. That's like it's a. If this is the thing. I don't have Instagram, so I miss out on this stuff. But uh, good for Fred. Good for a professional yeah. athlete for working out. Um, anyway, next question from Imad. <laughs> Uh, what implications do you think Jalen Harris's ban will have on the organization? Um, you know, I I think it would have been very difficult for uh, him to have made the roster. Not very difficult. It would have, I, I you know, I, I had it like maybe 50-50 he was back on the team. Yeah. And part of that was because he, he got hurt multiple times in his rookie yeah. season. I think three times. Yeah. Which you know, is not necessarily a deal breaker, but it is kind of because they're all minor, but um, it is something that sort of dampens your ability to play. Then, you know, he, he played well at the G League level, but didn't play that many games. When he came back yeah. to the final, he was not that good. Although I think that's probably just rust. Uh, obviously he had that really great memory against the Mavericks and he had some nice moments in that, I guess, in that last few weeks. But um, with the Raptors getting the fourth pick, they're probably going to, Odds are very good that they get a guard with that pick, whether that's going to be Jalen Green or Jalen Suggs. That's going to eat him to the time. Um, Malachi played well enough that he's going to be in the rotation next year. If he's, you know, and, and Gary's going to be re-signed. So, like, there just wasn't that much time and opportunity for Jalen to be there. Plus, he was the 59th pick. So, like, I don't think necessarily that's going to hugely impact the Raptors' plans. Like, I don't think the Raptors like thought he was going to be in the rotation or anything. They probably would have brought him back on another one-year deal and give him another sort of you know run to see him play more in the G League and, and things like that. And he starts to break out. I like the skill set. I really did. Mm-hmm. Showed a lot, but yeah, and I just feel bad for him. Like I really do. Like it's just um, it, it. He's just like he's a kid. Like he is, and he's coming out of university, and you know he. I don't know, man. I mean. A lot of people take well, recreational I, I think, drugs. Like, yeah, the thing that to lose a whole year that, is just—it's yeah. unfortunate, man. I'm hoping that the Raptors organization looks to make investments on the way they invest into the young men, young men that they bring into their organization, 
like between this story and it's unfair to compare them, but the Terrence Davis situation, I'm hoping that the this team better sets these guys up for success in life. And I'm not sure the amount of responsibility they have to protect yeah, these guys I mean, from themselves, but hoping hoping that as we've seen, as this team looks to you know sort of exceed as a not just as a basketball enterprise, but as a social enterprise for improving the lives of its organization, the community that supports this franchise. I'm hoping that they succeed there because it's a part of the organization that seems to be more in trouble than they probably would like. So it's just a a thing to work on to make sure that these guys have the supports they need to make good decisions. And if anything, I'm hoping that that comes out of it, that is a team is, you know, just that, that like, yeah, like it's, yes, these guys are all, adults and make their own decisions i'm not hanging this on this on the team but you're you've lost two guys who at the points in their career showed flashes as being contributors to winning basketball um because of the decisions they made off the court i'm hoping that they're able to be supported to make better ones because it's one hard for fans to hear these stories and two it's hard on a team to lose um guys that you start to develop because Mm -hmm. You, you like everyone in Raptors fandom was excited for Terrence Davis' sophomore campaign before that sort of melted down. And yeah, that's true. Um, people were starting to get excited about what Jalen Harris could do with a season in Toronto where he split time between the team and the 905, and that's mm-hmm. not happening. And yeah. I, like you look at a guy like Fred Van Vliet, who's this sort of amazing culture carrier for this organization and will be for the next. 10 years probably. Um, so it works when it works and it's great. We sh- And Pascal Siakam, same sort of story. We can get to a point where um, we're not just turning out great basketball players, but good men. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. I mean, th- I mean, there's only 15 guys on the team. Well, I, mean, I guess 17 with two-way deals. Like you can try to invest into these people. And of course, like you can, you can invest into people and people might make different decisions. And obviously to be clear, as you said, like, what Terrence Davis did and uh, what what Jalen Harris did is two completely different things. But, you know, um, I think that's, that's a huge part of this. Cause I think, especially as a, as a sporting team, like you're getting athletes who are so young, you're getting people yep. who are so young, like whoever they're going to take with a draft pick, whether that's going to be Mobley or Suggs or, um, or, or green, like these guys are 20 or younger. Like it's, yep. you know, I, I didn't know anything at 20. Right. So, no, just to like have situations where people can kind of take care of you is very, very important. Um, shifting away from this to any thoughts on the suitable fillers for Pascal while he recovers? I assume OG moves up to the four, but it'd be cool to have a solid power forward. I agree with you. I don't think the Raptors are going to get a power forward specifically to get in that position. Although I do wonder what they do in that front court area in terms of like, do they come in and upgrade that spot? Because I yeah. would very much like them to. Because as much as I liked Utah, as much as I enjoyed some moments from Stanley, um, I would like to enjoy them from afar. And oh, well, you're gonna I be enjoying Utah. Talking in Tampa. The, uh, like, I mean, I mean, in, like in the Olympics. Sure, that's fine. I, 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 you know, I've enjoyed the Utah experience, but you know, I, at a certain point, like I, I really do want some upgrades in that position. Especially with Pascal being hurt, I would love to see the Raptors yeah. bring in a guy who can do a three-four kind of situation, shoot a little bit, guard a little bit. You know, like obviously every team in the NBA is looking for guys like that, but 
with Pascal being hurt, it's going to hurt. I mean, if if they're going the in-house route would be to start Chris Boucher. Yeah. So your front court would be OG Boucher and Kem Birch, which you're getting so little creation from that starting three. Plus, if you have Fred and uh, Trent as your as your starting two, no passes. There are no <laughs> passes on that that group, man. Ken Birch with that little short roll spray to the to, to the to the shooter might be one of the best passing plays we see out of that sequence. So, well, I mean, as yeah, much as people rag bad. on Pascal, I mean, you get rid of Pascal, this is really the, the, the direct conversation you have. But that's probably what's going to happen unless they make another signing to address the wing spots or they use that pick on the wing spot and they take somebody like Scotty Barnes or Kaminga with that four, which maybe is possible. We'll see, but I doubt it. But yeah, it's not great. It's the solution is there is not an in-house replacement for Pascal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't really think the Pascal thing's an issue. He's going to miss what? 10 10 games, seven games, 10. Yeah. Yeah. Probably like eight to ten games, if, especially if he comes back directly and something like that. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh wow. Other questions. Um, uh, this one from Rusty. I really like this one. How come basketball coaches don't wear the team uniform on the sidelines like baseball managers do? <laughs> Which I have to. Jason I have to say- Tatum would pass them the ball. Use your head. <laughs> Use your head, my man. Exactly. Jason Tatum would pass the ball to Eric Spolstra. And say, oh, yeah. what do you want me to do? I thought that, I was, thought Ev- that was Michael Beasley. I thought what? that was Evan Fournier. <laughs> Evan Fournier. Yeah. Um, yeah. First off, it's super weird that baseball managers wear the uniform. They're the only Facts. sport that does this. You, you, you watch like, if you watch like, you know, soccer, you know, like they're not doing that. It, even in football, they have a coach's uniform, which is kind of what the NBA got to this season where guys were wearing polos and like slacks, yeah. which by the way, like stop. Get some cooler cold coaching outfits, please. If you're going to – fine, you don't want to wear suits, that's fine. But wear something that wasn't from RJ McCarthy's, please. I don't want to see the man on the sideline in Dickies. I wonder who had the best – the best of these, you know, like polo things. It definitely wasn't the Raptors. The Raptors had these guys looking like they were like salmon. Like the, what was this salmon pole? Yeah, it was like get bad. out of here. That's horrible, man. Stop buying a ball from international clothiers. That's at this MLSC. I know you have more money for those. Eric Spolstra, the Heat had like a nice like collar. Like they didn't have like a you know traditional collar. It was pretty nice. Mm. I don't know. Do you like the do you like that the coaches gave up the suits? No. I actually really enjoy watching coaches in suits. Yeah, me too. I feel like Yeah. Nick had a great suit collection too. I know you. Yeah, he had great suit game. Yeah. No, this Nick. Nick would just come to the game in like these like shiny blue coats and just be like, "Yeah, I'm running a box and one with Kawhi Leonard." <laughs> you know, that was. Those Do you remember days. the King? The King staff had horrible. They had like gross pinstripe ones. Yeah, yeah they got to bring that. They got. They got to. They got to get rid of this. Mm. They got to. No, get it's rid of weird these. that baseball does this this uh, coach's outfit thing because that's that's super weird i mean because you know what players look really good in tank tops which are essentially nba jerseys because they're like the peak athletes like the peak performance like they're literally like sculptures of peoples everyone else looks bad in jerseys i'll just say that 
Everybody else looks bad in jerseys. Yeah, nobody really has the arms for it. If you're not like really fit between the ages of like 15 and 40, you probably look bad in a jersey. If you're not Mariah Carey wearing the jersey dress, you probably look bad in a jersey. I don't know, man. Stan Van would have looked sick in like he had more no. Zion jersey. No. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. I think I'd be into it. Which coaches do you think will look good? Okay, I think Monty Williams will look good. Yeah, Monty would look. That's a great answer. You really had that off the top of your head. Every time they pan a Monty, I'm like, damn, this is a guy who feels really reassuring. Like, like imagine Mike Budenholzer wearing Cream City. <laughs> just, just picture that. What's wrong with what's wrong with baseball managers? Why are they doing this? It's almost like a cosplay. Wouldn't you so want what? to distinguish yourself? Yeah, from from, the, from your yeah. players. It's you know. Yeah, baseball. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what other coaches would look all right no, in their in, in hockey. They wear suits. Yeah, because well, it's, it's cold. Sure, yeah. But like you know, in all the other major sports, they're they're not doing that. Just just baseball. Baseball is really weird for this, and it's always bothered me. Clearly, I'm very fu- I'm fired up for this. Um, yeah, truly. What else? Oh yeah, this guy, the green hoodie, says, "I work at A and W. If you got any questions, I would love to be on your show." By the way, our new Nashville chicken just dropped Monday. Honestly, thank you for the reminder. One, to, let me know once again if the Nashville chicken is going to be on the A and W coupons. I've never bought A and W without the coupons, and neither should you. It's I'm not saying that you shouldn't go to A and W. Like A and W is good, but like Great. the coupons really turn it from like really good to like elite status for me. Yeah, it's that is true. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like, what do you do it? A&W, right back in. Yeah, yeah. Let um, us know, actually. We should have a course back in, like a back to, you know what? No podcasting. Like, just like, let's have a letter <laughs> correspondence. Like, our no pen, pen pal, our A&W pen pal. Yeah. Like, anything you can tell us about the operate, the real estate acquisition operation yeah. at A&W, we're very curious to know. Um, like, when do you guys open up a location at uh, 24 Sussex? Because that, you know, that's coming. Oh yeah, yeah. NW taking over Canada for sure. He already has. <laughs> it, it, it. You're gonna open up a location at the bottom of Lake Louise. Yeah. So when you like, if you can tell me the plans for those planned locations, I'd be very, very interested in learning more. Yeah. Give me the kitchen confidential version of NW. What are people really doing in the, in the back of NW? Just let me know. Rest in peace, Nancy Bourdain. Just looking at their cell phones. <laughs> Probably. I remember I went to AW on New Year's Day and this guy was like looked at me like I was crazy. I'm like, I just want a cheese and egg. It's he's like, yo, this night. is how you want to start your year? He's like, really? Yeah, dog. This was, was late night. Yeah, fair enough. Um, some guy asked, Am I weird if I want the guy line at dim sum? No, you're not. But Guy, out of all the options at Dim Sum, Guylon is it's close to the bottom, like objectively. Um, it's because the thing is, they don't really do much to the Guylon, right? Like, they're yeah, it's a steamed yeah, yeah. off the end, they steamed it, which, like, a lot of Chinese food, especially in the south, is steamed, so that's fine. But, like, there's not much done to it, so you're really just getting a steamed piece of broccoli, piece of broccoli, essentially. Yeah, I mean, they're from the same family and stuff, so. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's a little strange. I'm not gonna lie. To be honest, the only time my family ordered gylon was like my mom would be like, "Okay, we've had dim sum. Like, you need to have something healthy. Here's this one thing." And I'm like, "Okay," but that's it. 
Guylon isn't. I mean, uh, listen. If you had to take the like a a top thirty draft pick for for dim sum, Guylon is taken in the second round. Guylon's going und- undrafted, <laughs> even though it's iconic. It's going undrafted. It's like a UDFA Guylon. Yeah, it's... we should. Or, go, I guess we it's more get... like a Fred Van Vliet. When indoor dining's open in Ontario, me, you, Jessica should go for dim sum. Yeah, it was great seeing Jessica today. It was uh, heartwarming. Uh, yeah, it was good. What else? Uh, basketball questions wise. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Basketball questions wise. Uh, so Raptors lost Jama Mahalala, uh, Mahalala to um, to the Warriors, which uh, I feel bad for Blake. Blake loves that man. I think they're they got a UBC connection. Um, honestly, Jamal seemed like a really cool dude. It was nice speaking with him. He's very positive vibes. Uh, yeah, and you know he was good vibes. It sucks, but he, he left. Um, what this probably suggests to me is that the opportunity to be in the front up because for coaches, a lot of coaches want to first they make it to that second uh, row, which is like development coaches, and that's where Jama was. And I think a lot of goal for the assistant coaches to get to that first row. Right, where that's where Nick had like Sergio Scariolo. That's where Nick had, um, I guess, still has Adrian Griffin. Um, you know, Chris Finch was in that role. And then, you know, after Finch left, they kind of rotated guys through and stuff like that. Um, this probably suggests to me that Nick's probably decided on his first role, guys. Probably Nate Bjorkgren's coming back. And yeah, there probably wasn't a spot for Jama, and probably he probably saw better opportunity or maybe he just wanted to live on the west coast and have a different lifestyle for him and his family you know obviously it was very hectic the last few years so yeah it sucks you know that's uh it's uh i mean i don't know if it's like devastating to the team but he was good vibes and good people so yeah that's all enjoy oakland yeah enjoy oakland enjoy san fran um nice places definitely go to the national parks Go to Yosemite. Sweet. Worth, worth the drive. Who is on the like the Warriors coaching staff? I feel like it's. I don't know, man. Still, it's, it's huge. Yeah. It's huge. yeah. It's huge. Yeah, that's um, kind of. Like, I'm kind of wondering, like, what is the job that he got? But yeah. uh, he's a development guy, so he's still the same role as he was with the Raptors, but maybe he has more. Yeah, yeah there to move up or maybe it's just a lifestyle decision you never know but uh, i mean he's from toronto and stuff like that too like he's yeah it's probably an opportunity for him i don't know if he has a family to like yeah you know all right but i i yeah like he's gotta he's gotta put nick kerr in a locker though that's for that's job number one that's uh, an unfortunate name <laughs> and also like a, a decision that steve made on purpose <laughs> on purpose okay but i mean it's also is on him to not say like hey i go by nicholas because no one would yeah. really have an issue with that or i mean no one should have an issue it's just his name is but it's an unfortunate it's name. not a, it's not that crazy a name like it's i mean yeah yeah shout out chris demarco you got a real one all right um yeah let's 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 bust through some of these Stanley Johnson's handles uh, says, how much resale value will Alex Wong's Jalen Harris number two jersey have on StockX? It's minted forever. I, you know what? It probably is for Alex. He's never going to give up on that thing, but 
I don't, yeah. I mean, he bought like one of five in existence. <laughs> so there's probably value in, in scarcity, but uh, that's, you know what, honestly, I, the thing with Alex is that he usually gets so much free stuff because, um, you know, he's such a prominent media member and he's so connected. He's also like a stylish guy, you know what I mean? Like kind of, <laughs> but he usually gets a lot of free stuff and he actually paid his own hard earned money to, uh, to get that Jalen Harris jersey. So, you know, I just feel bad for him. <laughs> anyway, I, let's. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's, there's really nothing to comment on here. Scott says, which Lopez brother is your favorite and why? I got Robin Lopez, but what do you have? I mean, yeah, like I've, I've learned to hate Brooke Lopez because he played in series against the Raptors. Um, that's really the only reason. Like, Brooke, what is Brooke? Lo- like, Robin Lopez has never ruined you know, an evening of mine. You know what, though? Actually, I might change my answer. I might change it to Brooke just because I, I, I'm remembering now that Brooke, uh, Robin Lopez punched Surge and tried to fight Surge. Although, oh, you yeah. know, just as with every single Surge Ibaka fight, it was Surge who started it. <laughs> yes. But I'm still firmly pro Surge. So I'm going to say Brooke Lopez. Also, Brooke Lopez brings me happiness because every time I see him, or think about him, or hear his name, or read his name, I'm reminded immediately of that video of the guy saying, you are horrible. Like, <laughs> So it's just like how Rudy Gay brings me like yeah, some slight joy just because of that video. So not this guy video. So yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with Brooke Lopez in an upset over Robin, even though Robin's personality seems cooler. Also, Robin, like, he had a really good year in uh, Washington. Yeah. You know. Shout out. It was, it was an all right season. Yeah. All right. I mean, I don't really have a strong take on which Lopez brother I'm more into. It's weird that they both live at Disneyland. Yeah, that's true. Imagine me at Disney stand. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. fan club says Italy versus England final. Uh, who do you got? I got Italy. Italy's vibes are immaculate in this tournament. Also, England, let's be real, went through the way easier path than what Italy has uh, come through. England is still a very good team. Don't get me wrong. They deserve to be in the final. They're a finals-worthy team. But I really like this Italian squad. I really enjoy the vibes around this team. Uh, It's been really fun to watch them play. Very direct when they get chances. Um, They've played some nice football as well. And Donnarumma's playing amazing. He's made a number of great saves. And uh, I've always been a big fan of watching Verratti. And honestly, I have a lot of Italian friends dating back to my days at the score, which was like 40% Italian somehow. Um, so I'm going with Italy. What about you? Come on, man. Raheem Sterling's Jamaican. So you're Easy almost, for me. All right. Fair enough. Raheem has probably been the player at the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Right. I, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, that's kind of it. Um, this Italian team has been exciting to watch, and I'm hoping that they're able. I wouldn't. I think it, they would be a very sort of lauded champion. Like people will look back, significant team that did a really great job. If England does it, I think there'll be some of these like complaints. But yeah. um, like Raheem Sterling, I hope that after he wins on Sunday, he's able to go eat. His mom, like, I don't know if he, his mother's around, but someone in his family prepares a pot of oxtail and rice and peas because that's how I'm going to celebrate if, if he wins. Or if he loses. To be or if he loses. Yeah. True. Either way. Um, okay, that's a good reason. 
That's a good reason. Also, he's a New Balance athlete. I feel like Raptors fans have to support him. Imagine a New Balance soccer athlete. What if? I mean, I mean, New Balance they they make some good they make some good shoes. They make some good shoes. Yeah. Um, I think Sadio Mane is a New Balance athlete. I mean, New Balance also yeah. sponsored Liverpool for quite a, quite some time. I got some New Balance kits. Um, so, yeah, but I, I'm going with Italy, man. I'm going with Italy. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a great final. Uh, the Euros have been incredible. One of the best uh, football tournaments I can remember. So uh, I'm hoping for a great final. That doesn't have a decision. <laughs> the game, I hope the game is not decided by diving um, by either team, which uh, let's be real. Italy, you know, England, both have reputations. In any case, uh, two more questions. And, you know, honestly, it, I, I also live in like Corso Italia. So like it's like way cooler. Um, if Italy wins, just because like the vibes are going to be incredible, people are just going to be driving by in their trucks with Italia flags and, and honking and stuff. I really do like the energy that uh, international football brings. Uh, two more questions: one from Assad, one from Sahal. The first one from Assad: best middle evolution Pokemon. So he's talking about specifically the middle evolution of a starter Pokemon. So probably not like, oh, you know, okay, if you got Dratini and Dragonair and, and, you know, Dragonite, like you're probably not talking about Dragonair. He's probably just talking about starter evolution Pokemon uh, and the middle one. So. Do you have somebody, like one of the ones that I, that like comes to mind, I kind of thought Quilava was underrated. Okay. Yeah. Um, to be honest, that whole stuff, I guess Crocodile was pretty good too. Bayleaf also looked sick. Bayleaf was very cool. Yeah. Bayleaf looked, what was, what Bayleaf evolved into? Meganium. Uh, Meganium was way less cool look. Like, Chikorita, pretty cute, pretty yeah. good. Bayleaf, sick with the cool leaf coming on top of their head. Mm hmm. Meganium kind of whack. Why did the flower come out of their neck? Didn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, they ran into real issues with a lot of the plant Pokemon. They always look kind of freakish. Uh, best middle evolution Pokemon. So, uh, honestly, kind of, I enjoyed Marshtomp. Marshtomp had some nice moves in, in Gen 3. Uh, yeah. Combuskin. Uh, who was the grass guy? Oh, Grovile. Grovile was cool. I like Grovile. Grovile was yeah. nice. Yeah. Also, yeah, Combustion was pretty good. But then as soon as it evolved, it became way better. I'm going to look up Pokemon Starter Pokemon because. Uh, Wartortle. Is Wartortle the best? Wartortle looked sick. Wartortle looked pretty sick. Was he the best Pokemon? Uh, not really. I think one I of the think... things with Wartortle is that you could learn a bunch of moves. Because I remember that being like this thing where you would have a war turtle late into the game because it could learn moves that uh, Blasters couldn't. Mm. That's true. I think you got like takedown earlier or something. Yeah. Every every oh, episode we end up talking about Pokemon. I, listen, Pokemon and Rush Hour is very, very exciting to me and topics that I will talk about without fail on every episode. Yeah, um, but never it never really gets old because it just meant so much to. Yeah, no seriously though. I mean, honestly, so I so I played Generations one, two, and three, and then I skipped a whole bunch of them, and then I got back in um, with the latest one with Sword and Shield. 
And honestly, the Sword and Shield middle ones are none of them really were very exciting to me, quite honestly. So, yeah, I'm not. I'm, I don't think I'm ever going to play them. I want them to like remake. I know they remade um, Red and Sapphire or Ruby and Sapphire recently, but I don't think they're on Switch. I think they were like the last one they did for the Wii U, mm. which sucks. I think they're going to remake like uh, the the fourth gen soon, but I which really makes me feel games. old because I remember. I remember borrowing um, Matt's uh, Nintendo DS and beating like Pokemon Pearl or something like that, and then returning it to him. But anyway, it makes me feel old that now they're already remaking the game. So, so wait, what? Are you, your your final answer is? Uh, I don't know, Septal or not Septal, uh, Groval. Groval is cool. I like Groval. I also kind of like Croconaw. That was a real yeah, crocodile weird looking. Question. No, but I think I'm gonna go with Bayleaf. Okay, um, Bayleaf final answer. All right, fair enough. Vital ingredient in um, many dishes. <laughs> if, you, if you're gonna make jollof rice, you probably need to throw a bay leaf in there. Anyway, <laughs> I've never had jollof rice without a bay leaf. <laughs> I don't think anybody has, but. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Last question from Sahal. You know me at this point. I'm here to spice it up with the most non-Raptor questions. Rank up the uh, Dragon Ball Z villain sagas, um, Vegeta, Frieza, Cell, Majin Buu, and the androids. Now, for me personally, I did watch Dragon Ball Z. I even watched a bit of Dragon Ball. Uh, It wasn't that... like I didn't really emotionally connect to this series as much. Maybe it's because I didn't play the video games much. I think I played on like the fighting game on the PSP at one point. And I think mm-hmm. I specifically brought the PSP to the grade eight graduation trip to, to, to Quebec City, which what is this conspiracy in Canada where every single person in grade eight graduates and goes to Quebec City? Why is this do like people the, from Quebec come to Toronto? Do, do they go to Quebec come, City? Does any look do people from Quebec City come to Toronto? Like, do they just chuck out Casa Loma and the Sky Dome? <laughs> just like what is uh, I hope so. What, yeah, I don't know what uh why that is. There's like a cruise on the St. Lawrence as well. Like it's like every single person that I met who has come through the Canadian schooling system has gone to Quebec City. Like it's some sort of vital experience that every single person goes to Quebec City. Quebec City's fine. It's totally cool to go. It's to. a great place. I, I think by the way, that McDonald's downtown in old Quebec City, the, the older parts, that I think I probably spent like like at least fifty dollars there in that in that one weekend. Like when you're just like if you're in grade eight and your parents give you like two hundred dollars of cash and I was like okay if you need anything like you know here's this money and the and, you know put some money in your pocket like you're probably going to spend that all at McDonald's yeah or like you know five cent candies yeah yeah exactly yeah do can, do five cent like has inflation ruined five cent candies are they like t- twenty five cents now I mean probably if you're a if you're like if you're, nine if you're, years you're a old, convenience store. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, if you're a convenience store owner, write in and tell us. Oh yeah, you still have the open box, likely. the open boxes with the spoon. Not if COVID's probably ruined that. Doc, what are we talking about? I guess we're talking about which Dragon Ball Z st- character arc that yeah. we like the best. Anyway, I feel like yeah, everything is second to sell. Yes, absolutely. I had sell number one as well. Number one with a bullet. Yeah. So I was very partial to Majin Buu. The whole like various boo, yeah. you know, yeah, kid yeah. boo, fat boo. Because that was also the when they introduced boo. like fusions in the in yeah. the in the anime, which was cool. 
So that was I, pretty. Cool. I'm gonna put that might be two. Me. Yeah. Okay. All right. Nice. Frieza nice. was also pretty good. Yes, absolutely. I think that's got to be the top three. The Android's worst place. And- yeah, I was gonna say Android is definitely last. Because Androids didn't they kind of introduce Cell? If I'm or I forget the storylines now, but I mean, like, didn't Android 18 end up with Krillin? Like, look at Krillin. <laughs> what? You can't be a villain if you end up with Krillin. I'm Whoa, sorry. Bars. <laughs> you just can't. I can't take you seriously, man. Krillin is four, like three feet tall, right? He destructo disc. Yeah, you do the spirit bomb, which is cool, but like, which is great, like legitimately great. I, I, you know, no disrespect to Krillin, although I guess I'm disrespecting Krillin, but like, he's three feet tall. He can't, he can't go Super Saiyan. He won't hear this. He can't go Super Saiyan. Like, what are we doing here? The the whole point is like, guys go Super Saiyan to like ten levels, and then they beat up some some random villain. Like, yeah, they just. I don't want to see Krillin wife the Android eighteen. Like, that's (laughs) what is that? All anyway. right, so Android's worst place. So that puts Vegeta in fourth. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Vegeta, he didn't really, he worked best as like an anti hero. I didn't love him as like a full villain. Didn't really find him that uh, compelling. Uh, also, Sahal saying, you know me at this point to start his question is, is a very wild maneuver. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm on a 15, I'm on a Dragon Ball. <laughs> colon 15 facts about krillin and android 18's relationship that only real fans know about it's weird man he looks like an infant <laughs> this cannot be a villain the, the androids cannot be a villain i'm sorry <laughs> oh what a yeah jeez oh, they had so a kid funny. how do you even have a kid with a son <laughs> they had a daughter that's unbelievable. People love Dragon Ball. People love anime. Wait, People love Krillin Krill's hair. What? What is going on? Why am I seeing this man with hair? <laughs> I thought he was bald. He's a monk. <laughs> what? <laughs> Goes against some core tenets of, of, of certain Buddhism sects. Oh, the Tampa Bay Lightning have won the Stanley Cup final <sighs> over another Canadian team. Unfortunate. Sorry, Montreal. Yeah. But Tampa Bay title town. Yikes. It's really Yikes. just the Raptors. That didn't really work out. So anyway, that's the podcast. Thanks everyone for listening. Hopefully we uh honestly get some more positive questions, but um, you know. Guys, nothing we'll has bad has happened yet. Yeah, I was gonna say mostly it's been good. I was a little surprised by this. The anxiety about Messiah, I understand, but everything else I don't. You know, not terrible. Like someone was asking, like if if uh what is it? Um OG Pascal and Fred isn't a good enough core. Like, do you worry about that? I'm like, I don't worry about that. I know that, but like, you just you work with the hands that you're dealt. Like, you, do you worry every single time you play poker and you don't get dealt pocket aces? Like, no, you play the hand and you figure it out and go through the thing. Yeah, you're right. Oh, well, the last thing we should do is, um, if you haven't yet checked out the work that um, Sandy Mon, oh yeah, and others have I- been up to, Dishes and Dimes this week. Like, we can't. I can't say enough nice positive things about the work that they've been doing and the work Absolutely. that they do um not just in like sort of covering the big stories in the nba world but you know covering the league with their sort of style grace curiosity integrity mm-hmm. humor and fun 
honesty um, as well like to, i think yeah. it's really you gotta be really brave to be honest in a public space yeah and um obviously will and i didn't go into you know that big story no, this, nobody this asked time, us but no they, nobody asked us yeah nobody asked i mean no, no one needed to hear from us about part. this two dudes but yeah like, i don't yeah i was surprised but of course if you follow the nba it's been a story and i encourage you they published something uh, this afternoon with Yasmin, Katie, Sandy, and Iman on the Yahoo Sports Canada feed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I encourage you all to check it out. Um, listen to their episodes. I'm hoping that they... Yeah, I was going to say, all-time all edition of Diamond episode. All-time. All-time, yeah. I'm hoping that the next episode they publish is called The Jump. And they just break down. Yeah. I was going to say, they already got... They, they, they got so they got Malika on this online, which is great. Really enjoyed Malika. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's not enough. No. When is, um, when's Iman going to tell us in a high-pitched voice that the, it, the welcome to the jump on ESPN? <laughs> well, I, I, the thing that I think is like, we've probably, society has progressed past the need for an ESPN. Um, it should be possible for people to make their own way mm. because, I don't know, we've seen like, there are all these great trailblazers who've found it untenable to work there and yeah, our institute like if it's going to be an institution it needs to evolve to be one that is more accepting and offers better opportunities for people who are yeah clearly qualified and but cl- and clearly yeah. they shouldn't have they shouldn't be so scared it's, i mean like it's always scarce in terms of who's at the top but like yeah you know what i mean it doesn't have to just be like one host who's a woman yeah and then like a, a number of men you know what i mean there's like no oh, finite number yeah. of men like you know like, yeah just just do better that's all yeah um but check out dishes and dimes yeah. um follow iman sandy katie yasmin um sidra you know nor the the squad there they do great work as wow. as always you're leaving kelsey out that's unbelievable. sorry i i like i started name like unbelievable I'm, I, yeah it was pretty bad yeah, um shout out kelsey. kelsey kelsey's also been so fucking funny like every time I look at my phone during a game, she has published something very, very humorous. She was on fire. Like I think at the end of the Utah series, she's like, finally, these people will believe in the evolution of man. Thought that was tremendous. Um, oh, I remember that one. That was pretty good. Yes, that was pretty good. Anyway, anyway. follow Dishes and Dimes. Listen to yeah. Dishes and Dimes. Support um, the voices of women, the voices of minorities, the voices of people who are challenging you to believe what is possible um, in sports media coverage. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And honestly, like the fact that they had to create their own space to do that, and then that space has become important in this specific moment, should just tell you like most media companies, and this is not just ESPN, but like this is clearly a very, very wide problem. That's not just media as well. Um, but people are kind of behind the times on these things, and yeah. they're 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 true trailblazers in that front. Um, so that's your Stanley suggestion, I guess. Yeah, it's got to be. Kind of, I had I had literally had the exact same Stanley suggestion. So, <laughs> what am I going to come up with on the spot? Okay, um, I've been having some really nice sandwiches, and I just really need to remember what that sandwich spot is called. How are you liking the new neighborhood? Will moved. I, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I. To be honest, I've been so consumed with the moves, I haven't actually been able to, uh, to do anything else, other than just moving. It's the worst. I. The, the opposite of a Stanley suggestion is like, do not move. Don't move. Stay where you are. <laughs> don't leave. 
<laughs> but um, anyway, yeah, if you're moving and you're hungry, or if you just want lunch, get Flora's Deli. It's amazing. The sandwiches are Where incredible. Um, I don't know because I actually haven't physically gone. I've just uh, ordered delivery. Uh, so it's on Dun- so Dundas and Dover Court. Okay. Flora's Deli. But yeah, the sandwiches are incredible. Like I've, I've, I've ordered them twice in like three days. Um, yeah, they're incredible. That's pretty high praise. Yeah, no, I've, it, I'm looking forward to eating the second half of the sandwich right now. So I'm going to get off. So when podcast. you find out that the person behind this, like, you know, their dad owns a brick. I, I don't want to know. I don't want to know if you creep and keep it on the low. All right. That was like my favorite song when I was like 10 years old. I don't think I understood a single word. I just, I just liked, just loved how Mario Winans and Diddy worked that song as a 10 year old. Okay, that does it for the podcast. Right. Josh, I appreciate you. I'm gonna do I'll some, see you. I'm uh, kidding. I'm going to do some more moving right after this. So, Good luck. Yeah. All, all right. Buddy. Take care. Peace. Thanks all, thanks all the listeners. And uh, we'll be back maybe with more podcasting content later this week. Thank you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 